Is it that simple? So many times we've complicated our journey with Jesus. On the Quest Life Podcast, we offer solutions, inviting you to uncover truth, unlock identity, and unleash passion. Each episode is dedicated to sharing lessons learned from the last 20 years of providing a five-and-a-half-day, safe and distraction-free encounter with God to over 9,000 and counting. You're invited. Well, I'm excited today. We have uh, Richard and Paige Henderson with us, uh, the founders of Fellowship of the Sword. We put on a quest event, a five and a half day event. And we were talking the other day and the phrase came up, myth of permanent freedom. The myth of permanent freedom. Mm-hmm. And I want to set the stage a little bit here. And you guys can help me with the stage as well. This conversation is coming out of at least 20 years of experience. Right. Yes. It's also coming out of over 9,000 people that we've had the privilege of being in a, an intimate, a, a small setting. So we're not talking about a large conference setting. Right. Right. But in, in, in a safe and distraction free environment as well, mm-hmm. where people were honored. And from that, Freedom was not only talked about, it was experienced at that moment. And for those of us that live uh, in the Christian world, we have maybe an experience of what was going to maybe camp as a high school or junior Mm -hmm. higher. Mm -hmm. We had that moment. It was incredible. It was was a revelatory moment. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that and we've had the privilege of honoring the souls of those people that are in that event. So this conversation comes from years of experience not only watching people but as i've got to know you guys as well experiencing yourself right mm-hmm. i've got freedom what's my next step so as we dive into that today i just want to let the listeners know that this isn't just you know what everybody has a myth of something if you want to go on youtube you know yeah. the myth or whatever you right. can definitely yeah. google that right this was actually came from true life data experience that we that we understand that maybe submit this question or suggest this question that religion would say that is there's permanent freedom yeah. mm-hmm. because of that moment. Right. So Paige, you and I were the persons that were talking about this and you said that Rich had, you guys had developed this message. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start with you. Mm-hmm. What, when I say freedom and then I come to you and say, I had it, but I lost it. I immediately began a degenerative mindset of right. all the reasons why I'm wrong. Right. What do I do with that? Yeah. Um, the There is truth that we always have access to freedom. You know, you will know mm. the truth, Jesus said, and the truth will mold you into a person who is free. It's not just, you know, the birdcage opens and the bird gets to fly. Hmm. But it's a process of changing the mind, conf- the heart, understanding perspective um, that gives you a a depth of knowledge and understanding that you can potentially walk in a place of freedom. It's not the absence of responsibility. It's not, you know, what we sometimes term the obnoxious free that I get to do whatever I want to do and you, Mm. you get to adjust to it. Yeah, it's good. Um, It's not the, I can, I can do whatever's out there. You know, Paul said in the new Testament, all things are lawful. But not everything's beneficial, so there is a there is a modicum of reason 
mm-hmm. to what you understand. Yeah. So there's this moment, uh, moment, there's a lifetime. You have access to freedom. You're always free. But we, we take on things that weigh that freedom down, mm-hmm. that keep us from running to our fullest extent, yeah. that keep us from reaching the ultimate boundary. And mm-hmm. so when we have those moments and we think, oh, mm-hmm. I'm free, what we actually mean, what I've learned to understand is what we actually mean is I now have the understanding to begin to walk out in that freedom. Okay. Because I'm not actually free until I activate whatever understanding, knowledge, revelation, call it whatever you want to. I realize something. I, I change my mind about it. It opens my eyes to it. Yeah. I can now see fully, but I'm not free yet until I walk in it. Yeah. So with that understanding, then once I walk in it, because I'm flawed, I don't have all knowledge. I can't be everywhere at once. I'm not... I, I'm not omnipotent, all-powerful. I'm not. I'm flawed. So every day I have to make a choice okay. to maintain the activation of my freedom. Yeah. no. Because at any moment, it can begin to evaporate. No, that's really good. Rich, I'm going to ask you, what were you seeing back in the early days of the Quest event, Fellowship of the Sword, that made you say, hey, there's something we need to teach my understanding was we need to teach into this because we're maybe giving not not false hope but people are coming back saying i can't contain it and then Mm -hmm. condemnation was interesting wreaking havoc on people so from the very beginning um the the reason that we started this part of the revelation of this was me looking around saying what i'm doing in life these the services that i'm doing these big events that i'm doing have no hang time and I cried out for hang time. God said, okay, I'll give you something that has hang time. Mm-hmm. And then after we did just a very few events, I started noticing that after a fairly short amount of time of returning from an event where freedom, like Paige was talking about, freedom was initialized, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it, it looked like it was evaporating. And I just sat down and went, okay, so what, is, what does that mean? And I began to see... Um, a pattern. So the, the Bible says that we that we're running a race, and no one expects if you're running a hundred yard dash, you don't expect you expect there to be a, a start and you expect there to be a finish and a certain amount of steps in between. No one expects there to be a start and then you blink your eyes and you're at the finish and you do. And in fact. Hmm. Runners, real real runners, spend a lot of time on the start, on how they start, how they get in the blocks, how they prepare. Then they spend a lot of time thinking about how they end. The difference between really fast people and world-class fast people are the ones that think about every step in between. They think about every place that their foot goes. Every is it in line? Mm, is it yeah. every one of them? They have a coach that says, "Oh, you bend your knee just so. Right. You you're, you're picking up just so." And that's how you actually run a world class race. And the Bible mm. calls us. He's, the Bible says, "Hey, I want you to yeah. I want you to run a world class race. Yeah, I good. want every one of you to run a world class race." And so it's about after the after the start. If you want to look at it like that on our mm-hmm. events, it's a start. It's a revelation of freedom. It's the start of it's the uncovering. Mm-hmm. And then you come back home and you're faced with exactly the same challenges. 
Yes. Exactly the same temptations. You have the exact same spouse. You have the exact same job. Mm -hmm. You have the exact same world, the exact same politicians, the exact same stuff that's surrounding you. And how do you take the next step? How do you take the 17th step? Right. How do you take the 23rd step, right? Mm -hmm. And the Bible gives us some clear-cut, clear-cut things Mm -hmm. to look for and do. And they're really, really simple. Mm-hmm. We just need to pay attention. And so that's 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 how it started. That's what got my attention. That's really good. Before we get into some of the, the points that you're going to bring today, what about you personally? What have you and your own personal journey with this of having given a revelation and then that process of it evaporating or mm-hmm. where did it go? Mm-hmm. For you personally, Paige, what are some of the things that you have said, you know what, this has helped me get back on track? Right. Um, probably the most significant thing for me is a phrase out of a verse. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's it, Romans, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The phrase, renewing of your mind. Yes. That phrase mm-hmm. is a loop tape for me mm-hmm. because we can't do anything without the renewal of our minds. It's not going to happen to us or for us. It's the same world. You know, right. you, you understand differently. You want something different. You realize that's not who you wanted to be when you grow up. You want to be free from the title, the oppression, the, 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 the culture, whatever the thing is that you desire freedom from and then freedom to, because that's a thing too. That's at good. some point you have so to say stop that again. Wanting, say that again. At some point you have to stop being wanting to be free from, and you have to start wanting to be free to. That's so good. And it shifts everything. There's there's a lot of blame in freedom from. There's a lot of name calling in freedom yeah. from. There's a lot of accusation in freedom from and condemnation from freedom from. Hmm. But freedom too is like the sun comes up and it's a different bird that's singing in the morning and that's a different outset. That's mm-hmm. a okay, I'm I'm leaving what's behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to renew my mind. Pressing on. Pressing on, yeah. pressing through it. And so for me personally, those moments that I have of main maintenance of freedom, which is, by the way, all day, every day, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to my mind is that constant battle against offense, not wanting to be offensive, not mm-hmm. wanting to be offended, yes, and then wanting to be offend, uh, unoffendable. Wow, that's good. So... You know, about every 10 minutes, every 15 minutes, we have an opportunity. (laughs) You know, I can trade in the freedom that I have and I can give it over to you because you just offended me. Because ultimately, that's what bitterness does. Mm -hmm. That's what unforgiveness does. Mm -hmm. I hand over a little bit of my freedom Mm -hmm. and I take in your offense. It's really a terrible trade, but Mm -hmm. that's what I do. Am I going to give you any bit of the freedom that I have to not worry about it? to not be angry about it, Hmm. to not replay it in my mind, to not give it any emotional Mm -hmm. real estate in my brain or my heart. Yeah. Am I going to choose to maintain my freedom or am I going to give it to you? Yeah. Every moment, every merge on the highway, Mm -hmm. every person in the big box store, every conversation that I have on the phone, every, hey, I need to talk to you, I need to tell you something. Mm -hmm. Brace yourself. It's probably going to be an opportunity. And it is a long-term race. You know, the race to the freedom we want isn't a 100-yard dash. It's a constant 
ongoing mm-hmm. marathon. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to come to an end anytime soon because we don't ever actually get there. Yeah. As long as I'm an emotional person with flawed skin yeah. and questionable thinking patterns, yeah. <laughs> the no, possibility is that I'm going to trade away some of my freedom until ultimately yeah. I didn't realize I was giving all the bits of the candy bar away until I don't have any candy bar left in the wrapper. Yeah, there's significance in the, the potential of exchange that happens every day, mm-hmm. what you're saying. How about you, for you, Richard, what it, like when that comes, that revelation comes? Yeah. So Paige... Page's verse was the renewing of your mind. Mine's also a mind verse. 2 Corinthians 10 says that we're supposed to take every thought captive. The encouragement is to take every thought captive. And, and as I was I was pondering that verse one day, um, I had grown up and had come to believe that that meant take every bad thought captive. Take Look at it and, and take every whatever, darkest yeah. thought that you can have, Correct. right? Yeah. That's not what it says. It says to take every thought captive. In other words, every thought that comes through our brain is suspect, 100% of them. And for me, what I saw was is I had, I had many things that I thought wrongly about. I assumed that, that people felt when they walked into a room, they felt just like I did when I walked into a room. I assumed that people heard when I said something that, that it have impacted them the same way that it impacted me, mm-hmm. that when they said something to me that it impacted them. And so I, I received, I got little cuts, right, little hurts, because somebody would say something and I would receive it a certain way, except they didn't mean it that way at all. I remember one day Paige and I were in the kitchen, and I said something to her that I meant as the height of compliment. And I saw that, that look come over her eyes. You know, that, that, yeah. you, yes, y'all know. that moment I, that I was choosing to renew that my moment mind. that Paige was choosing <laughs> to renew her mind. Exactly. 100% <laughs> choosing to be unoffendable. Yeah. When Paige said that a while ago, I thought, Oh, that was about me. All those unoffendable things. That was, that was about me. That was, I was giving her the opportunity to we practice can invite that. Heather in. Next exactly. Time. <laughs> exactly. I want somebody, can somebody else come please? Um, and I, I, I said, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Whoa, what did you just hear me say? Because I saw it. I mean, I saw the look of hurt on her eyes, and she said, well, I heard you say this. And I went, whoa, that's not that's not what I meant to say. How could I say this? And I took about 10 minutes to try to explain to her, this is what I was trying to say, mm-hmm. and it became a comedy routine. This is what I was trying to say, and every time I said it, it came out wrong. It was just, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Bought the T-shirt on, <laughs> and I finally said, T- "Teach me, teach me how to say this in a way that it makes that it that it that it hits you right when you hear it." And we did, and we and we went on. Every thought means that every thought that I have during the day, I look at the thought and I tell it. You are subject to the Holy Spirit in my life. You're subject to the Great Translator, <laughs> to the one who takes me into all truth. In truth, what is leads me into freedom, right? Yeah. You know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Holy Spirit leads you into truth so that you can live free. And the only way to do that is is to have truth coming through you all the time, mm-hmm. all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we've wherever we are in life, if you're six years old or if you're 66 years old, you have trails 
that have been worn into your psyche, into your mm-hmm. brain. Mm-hmm. And they might have come from your mom and dad. They might have come from your brother or your sister or a teacher or just as in my case, me thinking the same thought again and again and again and again and again and not taking it captive and me starting down the path of mm-hmm. it's this little just a couple of steps mm-hmm. in the grass mm-hmm. and it was a lie but I I believed it and now you know all these years later now it's a it's a foot and a half deep and it's a trail that you can see through my mind and even after practicing this now for 20 years and taking thoughts captive and doing there are still things that are in my brain that yep. I look at and I see the trail and I go that's a lie and I still, I still am tempted mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. believe it. And yeah. there are days that I still do believe it. There are days that I look in the mirror and say, you're just that. Mm-hmm. Even though the Holy Spirit has told me specifically, mm-hmm. Richard, you're not just anything. Mm-hmm. I heard him say that one day. And when I get up and look in the mirror in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm, I, the, the you're just that, mm-hmm. that limiting thing is still grooved in my brain. So I think this is, I think for all of us, it's, it's so true. We have that. And for those that are maybe hearing this for the first time, mm-hmm. like maybe it's a revelation that they actually have a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like they, in their mind, that is reality. Yep. Everybody yep. thinks this way. Yep. Exactly. That's a great way right. of saying it. I walked in the room. Doesn't everybody walk in the room this yep. way as you experience mm-hmm. life? I feel this way about me. Everybody else feels this way about me. Exactly. And it could be, everybody, I feel I'm a loser. And so everybody else feels like I'm a loser mm-hmm. or I'm all that, and everybody else thinks I'm all that. It can yeah. be, that's true. It can be both yeah. ends of the spectrum. Yeah. That's true. With that, with that soundtrack or that that rut that we have, mm-hmm. now we come to a place where we're on an event like the Quest Life uh, event, which is go to thequestlife.com for more information about that. We get revelation that we're now, oh my word, that is uncovering a truth, right? Unlocking an identity, right? is what we get to experience on these events for some people like is that even possible yes it is and now we're reminding people it's still there okay Mm -hmm. all that's good as you were as we were talking about this this myth i wanted to just maybe bring out some what are some practical things that we can walk out to help us now that we've know that that's there that we've we've experienced that freedom before and now I'm back either A, believing that lie again, or I really believe the Bible is very clear. He either tempts us, the enemy either tempts us or torments us. Just make it real, real simple. So there may be people out there that are tempted to go a certain way, or maybe they're being tormented with those soundtracks. Mm-hmm. How do we start? I think understanding the mechanism of what freedom is. Freedom is the activation of revelation, understanding those kind of things. Okay, so say that. So clarify that a little bit more because that, that's really important. Activation rather than permanency is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and more than just thinking about it, you know, you can you can hear somebody say something brilliant. You realize in that brilliance, that's you. You want to change the pattern of thinking because you just learned something new. Excellent. It's almost like you have just wet the wood with lighter fuel. Okay. But it's not on fire yet until you activate it. Okay. So there are okay. there That's are good. many that are out there that may be thinking, you know what? I keep going around the I keep going around the block with this particular idea. I can't get free I can't I can't get rid of this bitterness. 
Mm-hmm. I, I listen to brilliant people. They, they are collectors of and some even hoarders of the most brilliant talks about forgiveness, about um, freeing the mind, about mm-hmm. letting things go. Right. But until you activate it, all you're doing is just dipping that wood in lighter f- fluid. It has the potential to create a huge bonfire, and it will utterly consume all the yucky mm. stuff that you're trying to offload. But it isn't going to do anything until mm. you activate it. That's what James said. James, the brother of Jesus, who wrote the book of James, not James the disciple, but Jesus' mm. brother. Mm. If you have a brother, if you have a sibling, you understand that deep, behind-the-scenes, intimate relationship with mm-hmm. a sibling mm-hmm. you shared the back seat with this person and you know who they are yes james learned something mm. in being jesus's brother and here's what he said your faith without works is dead if you don't do something about what you think it's going to die on the vine the mm. freedom isn't going to come so for those that are feeling tortured by the thing or tempted by the thing i would ask have you activated what you said you believe about the thing Hmm. so if it's a have you removed the offensive particle whatever that thing is Mm -hmm. by walking in forgiveness and literally walking in it by burning whatever it is that's there getting it out of your life and 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 being radical about that literally so that the torm the the offensive thing is removed. There's yeah. there's no longer any right to torment. There's no longer any right to tempt because you've actually done the work. That's good. You know, when you said faith without works, and we've been talking about the mm-hmm. different gospels, right? Right. The the gospel of sin, where I've just come. I'm a wretched sinner, versus mm-hmm. the gospel of good news. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been talking about on the podcast. Faith without works. When you said that, I'm gonna submit this to you guys that. I've always think I thought of that. I think a lot of people think of that in me wanting to achieve something significant Mm -hmm. versus revelation, which is revealed on the event or, or even outside the event now has to have a part where I've got to work it out now. Right. What do you say? What do you have to say about that? Rich? Well, so I mean to that specific, to that specific statement isn't, walking in freedom it was for freedom that christ set us free so that's the point he looked at us and said this is the point Mm -hmm. here's the deal isn't that significant right so it's changing the way that we think it's changing the way that we view what it is that this life is and we're chasing after this significant moment and the significant moment is today the significant moment is is right now living free right now I was reminded of a story just off an event. There was a man on an event early on. This was a long time ago, years and years ago. And he he liked to go to a strip club on his way home. He was married, had a family, and there was a strip club that was in his purview. He didn't go to any other strip clubs. This was like his strip club. And he... He didn't. He had done it for so long, he didn't really see anything wrong with it. He didn't see that it was damaging his marriage. He didn't see that it was hurting his kids. He didn't really see. And then eyes opened, oh, my gosh, I am in bondage to this thing. Mm-hmm. And he's, I'm not going to do this anymore. And so 
that was early in our five and a half day okay. in, the, in the quest. And toward the end of the quest, we, we have a time, hey, you're going home. What are you concerned about? And this guy brought that up. He was like, I, I'm concerned. This is right. This, this place is on my way to work, and it's on my way home. Hmm. And we, in our newness <laughs> of this, proceeded to talk about all the different things. Well, you know, you've, you need to take those thoughts captive. And, man, you need to do this and this and this. And finally, the youngest guy in the room, he was about 19 years old, <laughs> this little voice from the back of the room, y'all know what I'm about to say. He said, can't you just go home a different way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we all turned around and looked at him like, ta-da, the most brilliant thing <laughs> that's in the world. Yeah. Right there, can't you just go home? And for this guy, it was literally, yes, I can. I don't have to go home that way. But that's exactly mm-hmm. what we're talking about right now. Right. Can't you just, why don't you just go home a different way? Right. Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you take that thought and let someone, maybe someone right. speak truth into it. Maybe a spouse, maybe a brother, maybe a whoever it is. Let the Holy Spirit speak truth into it mm-hmm. and then begin thinking it a different a different way. Go home a different way. In other words, don't stay the same. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today on the Quest Life Podcast. If you would like more information about our five and a half day quest, visit us at thequestlife.com. Move your heart closer and closer to God, and He will come even closer to you. Visit us at thequestlife.com.